Hello, you're listening to Narratives, a conversation with lesbians and women-loving women as we tell our stories of love, loss, discovery, subversion, and always of hope and redemption. This podcast puts us front and center in our own voice, using our own words, and telling our stories on our own terms. High time, don't you think? Expect nothing, learn everything from our narratives. Hello, Ginny Villar here, your pod partner, and welcome to Narratives. We are now on our eighth episode, and it feels great to see this space grow with more of you finding your place at the table. Thank you for all the feedback, shares, likes, and good vibes. It never fails to brighten my day. We are also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. But as I've said, I'm working on other platforms, which I hope you'll also enjoy. So, watch out for it. Uh, Now, it's almost the end of October, and in two months, we will again usher in a new year. I used to wonder as a child why years and time were invented. Why couldn't we just live until we live and die when we die? Uh, but But as I got older, I realized that it helped us mark beginnings and endings. New chances to start and deadlines to stop. I guess time had to be invented to help us remember. Like books with chapters. Markers made it easier to recall things in units and to go back to it. It also helps us process our experiences. And, you know, a good thing may feel like it went by too fast and a painful one too long. But when we have the concept of time, then it helps us come to terms with it and find ourselves putting happiness and pain in context, in spaces we can measure, in loads we can carry. Oh, but then moving along, our guest this week probably knows everything there is to know about numbers and measures. She finished applied mathematics uh, at De La Salle University where she immediately taught after graduation. In time, she also earned her PhD in statistics from UPLB and in 2003, was awarded the Jan Timbergen Award for Young Statisticians in Berlin, Germany. After a three-year stint as visiting professor at Worcester Polytechnic Institute in Massachusetts, she went back to the Philippines to become a statistical modeling manager for a telecom company. And in 2019, she became the chief data scientist of the Star Entertainment Group, a major integrated resort operator in Australia. Passionate about Vespa scooters, she has owned more than 12 of them over time, on top of her Ducati and other motorcycles and scooters. She loves to cook and is now learning more about healthy options. And during the Sydney lockdown, she has perfected versions of oxtail caricare, baked pork ribs, and baked risotto. So let's take a ride and bite in with our might, Corinne Burgos. <laughs> Okay, hello. Let's welcome first our co-host, Ida Fernandez, who might want to say a few words. Hello again. I'm here. I love the platform so much and I'm back. But um, also, I could not say no to this episode. Thank you so much. And now, I would like to introduce to you, I've said her credentials earlier. It's very impressive. You know, but let's get to know her more. Uh, parang more up close and personal, so to speak. Everyone, please welcome Corinne Burgos. Woo-hoo! Hello. 
Hi, hi, Jimmy. Hi, Ida. And hi, hi, everyone. Uh, the hundreds and thousands of listeners of narratives. What brought you to Australia? Um, we moved here in 2019, and um, it's really uh, a job that that brought us here. Um, I applied for a, for a position in a company that runs integrated resorts, and um, I work on the data analytics side of things. So since I was working in a similar company in Manila, so I, I got this job and I moved here with my family, my partner and her daughter. Okay, wow. great. So how has it, it been so far? Uh, you know, when, when we moved here, people would say, oh, you're moving to, from Manila to, to Sydney and Sydney is probably one of the top five places to live in the world. Um, and people would think it's easy, mm-hmm. but there are actually, you know, uh, adjustments, major adjustments. If you're coming from a very big city like Manila with like 12 to 15 million people mulling around and you move to Sydney, um, at first it would sound really slow. And the things that you are used to in the Philippines that are readily available, it's not, you know, like shops close early uh, and people actually eat early over here. So in Manila, we would, you know, we would be having dinner eight thirty nine, and it'd be fine. But mm-hmm. here, when we arrived, and we would arrive at the restaurant at eight thirty, would or eight o'clock, we would be the last people dining. <laughs> okay. You know, as we stayed longer, and then we just got used to how people were living, and yeah, so yeah, it's been good so far. So school for our little girl is also very good. So we moved in a suburb wherein she could easily walk to school. Yan, yan talaga yung pangarap ko nung bata ako na, you know, yung lalakad sa school, ganyan. <laughs> Tapos, you know, and, and I, I really like, you know, I, where that, you know, I wish I had that. But, yeah. So, and, and, and it's also close to, close to work. So it's like, we're in a suburb. It's, it's, you know, we, we see a lot of families, we, we see houses, but it's also very close to my workplace. So it's mm-hmm. within five kilometers from, from where I work. I, th- yeah. I think Ida has a question for you. Yeah, um, you, opened the, um, you opened your own introduction by saying that uh, you were brought to Australia. And I've been meaning to ask you this though, but siempre, we're so close as friends, you know, like we don't really structure our conversations. But I've been meaning to ask you, um, were there challenges you felt that, you know, within the bigger realm of your discipline, your uh, world-renowned or world champion stati- statistics person, but in your work, yep. you know, did you ever feel um, a place and time where you could, easily you and your sexuality you could easily integrate into one department and not as easily integrate into another department and then what if you had that what 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 was it like in the philippines compared to what it has been in in oz wow heavy question and I was Sorry. actually reserving that for the closing. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> My notes nga kasi daw. Oh, oh. Ay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, 
I had three corporate roles for the last 12 years. So I've stayed long in, in those two, two roles. One was a telecommunications company. And the, the, the last one in Manila, I spent five years in, in that integrated resort company. And um, so if I'm going to look at those roles, I knew that I was hired for um, what I specialized in. And I knew, and we all knew that at the time it was really rare. Not yeah. a lot of people were, you know, um, had a PhD in, in statistics and was willing to work on, on corporate uh, structures. Yeah. And, you know, it was really a breakout role for me. Um, and, and when I entered that first company, I was, I was in a role that did not require me to wear a uniform. That's so nice. Okay. Right. So, you know, so at certain levels, they require uniform, but my entry level was, did not require me a uniform, right? And the first thing I noticed in that company was that, oh, here was, here was, a, here was a female person, female, and she was wearing the male uniform. And I said, oh, okay. At least in this company, they would allow that, right? So mm-hmm. I said, okay, thumbs up. So if I had to wear a uniform, I knew that I could wear the, the male uniform instead of the skirts and the stockings and whatever things that prevented me from joining uh, the corporate world many, many years ago. Um, so I said, oh, I think at least they have that. They allowed that um, for their employees. And I, I was never pressured to wear anything that I was not comfortable in. Um, and so in the second company, they had very strict rules on what you could wear and mm. actually colors. Okay. It, we were always wearing black. And if, if you would um, enter the casino industry, so I would say integrated resort, nicer term for casino. If you would work for a casino, if you would... Um, work for a casino, you would know that the men would always wear suits. Mm-hmm. And in this particular company, the men would always wear black suits. Every day. Yes. So that was like the standard. And, and, and employees, even my junior analysts had to wear black, black and white mm-hmm. most of the time. So they were not provided uniforms, but this was the mandated attire, black and white. And then when I moved from to that company, I said, okay, since everyone's wearing it and I'm not going to wear a skirt. So I said, okay, let's go all in and just start wearing the suit, mm-hmm. but without the tie. Mm-hmm. So at least that part, I could, you know, express myself that way. I could dress mm-hmm. up my dress up that way. And I was comfortable doing my work because I was wearing something that I was comfortable with. And that mm-hmm. was the experience. Mm-hmm. Moving to Australia, it was something else, right? Because mm-hmm. over here, companies get cited for all their initiatives they do in the diversity and inclusion space. Companies want to be the preferred company and you say, I, we have all of these diversity and inclusion initiatives. Right. And when I was interviewed by the the exco member for people in performance, she said, oh, you know, we would be very happy to bring you, your partner, and her daughter to Australia. 
And so we were able to, to apply uh, under that, that working visa. So even if we were a non-entity in the Philippines, we could enter Australia as, as a family unit. Right. And, and that was for me the biggest thing, yeah. right? And, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's, it's in, in this company, it's, it's such a big piece, right? So I was, uh, when, I, when I arrived here, I, I was made aware of all of these ceilings, right? So, and yeah. for me, uh, you choose your ceiling. Would it be the glass ceiling? Yeah. Wherein mm-hmm. you're a female, or would it be the rainbow ceiling? Yeah. in your LGBTI and whatever. And then yeah. because you're Asian, there's also bamboo seeds. Yes. Mm-hmm. In, in, in one of the meetings that I attended, I was introduced mm-hmm. as the only senior executive who was female, who was LGBTI, who identifies herself as a lesbian and Asian in, wow. in this company. Right, and we and we operate three integrated resorts in Australia, so it's it's a big gap. Wow, sounds so cool to be. Sounds a, cool, so, right? Um, and you know we have all these trainings about inclusion and and remember, Jeannie, when we were talking about what in the nineties, we were saying fighting. Oh, um, we were we filed the anti discrimination bill, and what happened mm-hmm. to that? When did mm-hmm. that get right. filed? So you start with anti-discrimination and then you say, you accept me for who I am. That's not what, what is required today. What mm-hmm. is required today is for people to be inclusive. Take one person as part of your team, one yes. of you. So it's like in the way that you ask this, anybody, how, how was your weekend? Mm-hmm. And who did you spend it with? So anyone, mm-hmm. whether this person is Asian, uh, mm-hmm. female, um, gay, lesbian, transgender, they can say, oh, you know, we went, we went on a picnic with my partner and, mm-hmm. and we have a daughter and, and it's just that, you know. Yeah. And if there are, um, you know, if we, we call out behaviors that are not, that, that go against these principles of being inclusive. So it's a very, very big deal. Yeah, it's a very big leap from where you came from yes. or something like that. I suppose even if, if something if it's something that you wish for for the longest time, when it, it's suddenly given to you, it probably still feels a bit like a sh- of a shock. Parin, di ba? Parang, <laughs> really, really? I can actually taste this? I can actually be part of this? Di ba? Right. But ako, I, I kind of feel like that. Yeah. And, and in the Philippines, I think in, in my previous job in, in the casino, because there was a bulletin board in the back of house and we did have all these spaces. And, you know, whenever, whenever there is an LGBT figure who would see that, and I wish they'd say, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's someone there who's on that board, right? Mm-hmm. Who's probably one of the eight people who are responsible for running this, this place, mm-hmm. right? And, and, it, and it's a mm-hmm. big deal, right? Mm-hmm. But you you had no venue to talk about that because mm-hmm. there were no you know there there are no initiatives like what we have here in Australia. Yeah. There was there was no place to share my story. I just had to be visible. Yeah. Right. To make an example of myself. And Empower. you know, yes. Yeah. But it's not as 
communicated as we would like. Hearing you say this, and well, it's it's unfortunate that the listeners could not see the smile on your face, actually, because I can feel a particular kind of journey, you know? I mean, when you talk about, you know, uh, be inclusive, be inclusive, or are you also included? It's more of a community support system that I'm hearing. And when you talk about like, oh, companies are big on, you know, diversity, it is still very classic that they would, that minorities, and they probably don't realize this, but when they say, oh, we break the glass ceiling for women, we break the bamboo. This is the first time I've ever heard of a bamboo ceiling for <laughs> Asians, but you know, that's all minority labels up there. Definitely, we'd, yeah, we, we'd like to see the day that, you know, we don't even have to count that, but it, it has to start with initiatives, right? So yeah. the, one of the right. shocking things that, that, happened to me is like I, I arrived in May and probably with in the first two months I I encountered what you call a, a REM REM discussion. So REM um, REM remuneration discussion. Okay. And okay. you know so it's like so these are the prince principles of remuneration. So they practically they they adjust the salary of people they increase give them a, an annual increase right based on inflation or what, what's the industry like. Mm-hmm. And um, they also address the, the gender pay gap. So I think the Philippines, well, with, with my experience in working in companies, I didn't, I didn't really feel that there was a strong pay gap between genders. Because in mm-hmm. many of these jobs, you know, if you have this position, this is the range of the salary, right? Mm-hmm. But I think in Australia, um, what happens is that because women stop working for a certain time and then the men just continue, what happens is you, you have the same role and men would generally be paid more. They are very deliberate in addressing that gap when they look at the remuneration of employees. Yeah, that means it, it's also great because it really means that they're serious about these things. It, they're not just look. Um, giving it lip service. Well, kudos to Australia and, you know, for yes, them right. actually <laughs> going through all these efforts. Now, earlier you mentioned a little bit about family. Now, let's talk mm-hmm. about your family. What was it like growing up here in the Philippines? We, we were a family of five children. And my four siblings, so I'm the youngest. I have, so my four siblings are, you know, they were born one after the other every year, one, you know, and then parang hagdan. And then all of a sudden, there's a four-year gap and I appear, right? So regardless of, you know, you know intention or, you know, but I'm, I'm much younger than, than my other four siblings. And um, because of that, I think my, I was closer to my parents in such a way that you know, when they were big enough, they would always bring me along. Mm-hmm. And I was always, um, say, exposed to adult conversation because of that, mm-hmm. um, which I felt, you know, gave me a different perspective. I would be brought to, to you know, these adult parties, but my, my siblings would stay behind 
And I would sit at the table and listen in on conversation. And I remember this Bicol trip that was, you know, several days. It was a land trip. I was in a, in a coaster with how many, you know, probably eight to ten adults. You know, they were all <laughs> laughing. And of course, you know, telling their adult jokes. I was probably eight or nine years old. So, <laughs> so I had, in a way, um, I had a different perspective. Parang mas may mali siya ako. <laughs> what does that mean? I'm sorry. Because, I, because you know, you exposed me to to adult jokes very early on. Bastusin ka yaya. But anyway, okay, that's that's one side, and then on on the more positive side, um, it's easy pala when you have siblings, older siblings, you just follow. Diba? Oh. What did they do? They wake up. Uh, how did they dress up? Then you just follow. Oh, my parents did well by having five kids. Because you know the others would just follow the older ones. Yeah, so, except the eldest one. <laughs> yes. So, so Corinne, who did you follow? Because uh, you have sisters and you have brothers. I know that. My 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 eldest sister. I I really followed her and uh, and she sort of took. She took care of me. She really acted like that. By the way, my my parents did not train us to call call ate or kuya. Ate, ate. We just call each other by names. Mm-hmm. So, there was no inherent hierarchy in this in this in these siblings, diba? So, mm-hmm. just because you're the oldest, ikaw masusunod. No, there's not no mm-hmm. such thing. You know, we just call each other by names. So, you know, I think for me, the person who set the example for me was my elder sister. Mm-hmm. And for the longest time, we, 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 we slept in a double bed. My other sister was in a separate single bed. When you say that there was no such like kuya, ate, and so there was no hierarchy, was that also the same that you're allowed this because you're a girl, but you're not allowed this because you're a girl? I think there was a tension that came about when I started to express myself with what I wanted to wear. This was open to me when I started kindergarten. So we went to the school and um, the students would all wear these denim overalls with a white shirt underneath. So looking back, I said, oh, what, what a wonderful school. It's such a gender neutral place because the boys and the girls would wear exactly the same thing. And then when I started wearing these denim overalls with white shirt, I didn't want to wear anything else. We'd just drove my mother mad <laughs> because you know i remember this incident my brother was graduating in from elementary grade seven graduation the rest of the family went to la salle already and i was left at home throwing a fit because i wanted to wear my denim overalls <laughs> and my white shirt and my mom just wouldn't have it <laughs> So, so you what did I wear? So what did you wear? Of course, the denim. Denim. White shirt. Wait a minute. I have I have pictures of a trip to Baguio. I was on this go kart sa Burnham mm-hmm. Park. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 a nice funny. Sorry, but you so I said, when, when I met those denim overalls and white shirt, I 
I just said, this is it. Any picture of me wearing a frilly dress ne- right next to a Christmas tree, I would have this very strange smile. Uh, smile ni Frankenstein. <laughs> yung parang pilit na pilit talaga. Ayaw niya magbistida. Yung parang nakakasiman. <laughs> prior to Christmas, my mother would go, ito, binili kita ng damit sa Cinderella. Eh, mahal pa naman ng damit sa Cinderella, di ba? <laughs> Tapos sabi ko, oh, gosh. It's like, wala bang cover, wala bang overalls. As in, faded na faded na overalls. <laughs> and she would, she would threaten me and say, you won't receive your gift from for Christmas if you don't wear a dress. Ganun na yung usapan. Okay. Kasi talagang, I just didn't want to wear anything else. Your mom, as like most moms, kind of strict about yung mga what you should wear as a girl or you know, what you should wear as a boy. Were there other things that she was strict about in terms of gender roles or gender expectations? <clears throat> yung kasuotan pa lang, nahirapan na siya eh. Mm. So, <laughs> so I think um, the other things, like I would always want to go and be, be on a bike. Pinabayaan mm-hmm. naman nila ako nun eh. It's like, lima kami magkakapatid, dalawa lang yung bisikleta namin. So, I would patiently wait for my turn so that I can go around the driveway on the bike. And these bikes were big because I'm a lot younger than they are, di ba? Oo. Hinakatayo ko sa bike. Kahit, kahit malaki yung bisikleta, wait ako, ganyan. Tapos, matagal akong gagamit. Tapos, iikutin ko yung compound namin. Dadaan ako doon sa mga halaman nandun sa likod. And then once, so I would not you know, just be content with the cemented driveway doon sa harap. Pero ikot pa sa sa likod ng bahay ng lolo ko, tapos sa may dirty kitchen nila, tapos sa dirty kitchen namin. One of those times, nabangga ako ng pasok. Okay. <laughs> Nahiwa yung, it was a big, big cut, right? It's like, okay. I really screamed like hell. Tapos nakita ng daddy ko, parang ano, naalala niyo yung ginagawa nila nung panahon ng hapon daw. Kinuha niya. Kumuha siya ng malunggay. Tapos nilagay niya sa mortar and pestle. So parang this this cut, hindi na kaya ng band-aid sa kamertilate. Iiyak yung band-aid sa kamertilate. So parang pinapala niya ng dinikdik na malunggay yung, yung buo kong leg. And you know, it's like my mother wouldn't make a fuss and my, my father would silently you know, tapos sabihin, ba't parang likot-likot ng batang to? Diba? Pero, hindi. They would allow me. And yung, yung kanyari, um, ayoko nga ng dal, pero gusto ko yung paputok. Hmm. Yung mga ganun. Yung mga feather. Tapos talagyan mo na parang maliit na dat ng tulbura. Tapos tatapo mong ganun. Yes. It's like, sabi siguro ng nanay ko, yung ate naman yan, di naglaro ng ganyan. Bakit? Ito mahihilig sa paputok. Um, yung parang pag New Year's Eve ako yung pupunta sa palengke bibili ako ng baby rocket it's just <laughs> those things right so they chose their battles with you I think so yes. so parang the attire was difficult enough pabayaan na natin sa dun yeah. sa entertainment niya or maybe your parents were thinking oh maybe it's just a phase or kasi baby yan eh <laughs> parang kakaiba yung gusto <laughs> binili kami ng lolo ko ng tricycle I had a cousin who was the same grade as me okay. um, but he was a bit older so guy he he lived in the same neighborhood so uh, pag tapos na yung classes namin we would get together dun sa bahay namin and my my lolo bought us a, a 
a bike with a sidecar. Franchise ka yan. Siyempre ako yung nag-bike sa yung pinapasyag sa sidecar. ka dyan. <laughs> Meron ano ba? May pong umapila ba? Hindi naman. Mabait naman yan. Eh. Tapos, uh, uh, yun. And of course, my brother would you know, make a fast pag nalaman niya sinusuot ko yung damit niya. Yung pag-ising niya sa umaga, suot ko yung pambahay niya. <laughs> Ilan na taong ka nun? Ganun nga, five, Ganun pa rin, six, five, six. Okay. Kasi by, when I got older, my, my mother knew better. She bought me clothes that I wanted to wear. Oh, okay. Mm. So, around school age, she was already oh, buying you age. ganon, shorts, t-shirt, stuff that you wanted to oh, wear. Oh, oh, oh. The only painful part was that pag meron akong gusto tapos hindi kasha. Kasi nga, I was fat, right? <laughs> the other pain in my mother's heart. <laughs> Really? <laughs> Oo. Yung pag nagtatry ako, nagtatry ako, tapos pag hindi kasha, sabi ko po, ito na naman, hindi kasha. It's like, pag yung paglabas mo sa piting, sabi mo, mami, hindi kasha eh. And, and she, Sorry. and did she make comments about that? Pag ano, parang, kung hindi kasha, or? Wala naman siya sasabihin. Oh, of course, you wala would naman. see that, that face of disappointment. Pero, during, siguro when I was eight, ma-discover ko na mayroon palang gu- nagtatahi ng ready-to-wear na maong sa tapat ng bahay namin. Okay. And that solved all my problems, right? So I didn't care what my waistline was, but I had stuff made dun sa tapat. So whenever I right. need jeans, ay magpapatahi na lang tayo. Kadena oh, yata yung tawag. Yung mga ganun, di ba? Yung klase ng tahi, kadena. Di ba yan oh, to specify wala it? Wala bang ganun sa Cebu, Ida? <laughs> Hindi ko alam what you're talking Nauso about. Nauso yun sa <laughs> Oo, oh, yung klase ng tahi yun. It's the parang kind of... Uh, right, oh. It's the kind of stitch. Uh-huh. Nung sa pan, sabihin na parang kadena yung, ano, yung stitching dapat. Tapos ano ba ako sabihin sa'yo, meron pa iba na, ano gusto mo ba? Uh, Levi's or... Kasharel, meron na silang patch, itatayin nila. Yes. Correct. <laughs> ano ba gusto mo? Did you ano want a yung... Calvin Klein? Right. Oo. Yeah. Oh. 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 Meron yan. Sabihin Name mo lang, it. lalabas nila. <laughs> Levi's Rangler? Oh. Right. Alam ni yeah. Jimmy. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Gloria Vanderbilt. <laughs> yes, meron yan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gloria Vanderbilt. So, Kasharel. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so um okay, so parang preschool ka pa lang na. How about how did things change when you started going to school? Um of course, parang it, it was beginning to show na you you were a girl but you liked other things more associated mm-hmm. to what the brothers liked or the cousins liked. So, what was this like when you went to school? Naka-uniform ka na, wala ka ng choice. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Wala namang, wala namang problema kasi pare-pareho naman ta- kaming lahat, di ba, naka-uniforms. I'm, I'm comfortable wearing that that uniform. I think maybe grade grade 5 to 7, I started having crushes. Mm-hmm. I had a long list of crushes. Na I, ha- I had a list. Na parang I had to see them every day. You know? <laughs> so cute. <laughs> so, Bias I was who knew Ah, because in our school, ang, ta- ang style namin is called, what's what you call, individualized instruction. Okay. So, the, the teachers wouldn't lecture. They just group you based on how fast you are. Um, and then, you just do activity sheets. And I'm always a fast worker. So, pagtapos na yung ano ko, I check my work. 
magtataas na lang kamay, ma'am, may I go out. Time to look for them. <laughs> so, nagka-classroom nag- to classroom ka, gano'n? Parang gano'n. Parang puta ko sa pinakamalayong CR para madaanan ko yung class team na ganito, classroom na ganyan, classroom na ganyan. At some point, I realized, sabi ko, ano ba ako, talent scout? Ano? Look only? Look only? Of course. Okay. Until. Matagal. Matagal look only talaga. Because sobrang... Even in high school, when I knew people were, you know, they're mag-on sila, ganon. Mm-hmm. I, I knew that there was something there. Parang I couldn't place myself in that situation. Parang, ako, parang hindi ko, what, does that apply to me? Parang hindi, hindi ko pa maisip na that, that could be me. Why? Then, in what sense? Hindi pa siguro ko handa eh. Okay. You know, what, it's no, not, I mean, it's what not were you... being revealed to me. Okay. And, and I was just thinking like, okay, okay, markers sa akin to. Nakakita ako ng mga tomboy dati. I kind of knew in a way that was me, but I didn't, I, I cannot relate as much kasi parang, ay, masyadong butch na isip ko or I'm not gonna wear shoes like that. Yung shoes sa akin, malaking issue. <laughs> parang, <laughs> hindi ako makabili. Oo, gusto kong bumili ng shoes sa guy shoes but I cannot bring myself to go to a men's shoe store or the men's section in a department store. So I just try to keep for the butchiest looking shoes in the girl's section which is very hard doon. So I was wondering, ikaw, what, what was it that you felt like hindi ako yan eh, hindi ko kaya yan iba ako. Was there something? Um, yun nga, yung yung the way I see that oh sila they're together, like mm. you know, boyfriend girlfriend, sila mag-on sila. Parang ako hindi ko pa kaya. Okay. Hindi ko siya ma-imagine prior to high school. And and then, you know, I had friends who were together and that's fine, pero sila yun pero ako parang ah, dito lang ako parang nandito pa ako dito sa there's a line right ah, hindi ko pa siya tinatawid okay um tatawid ako pero when i'm ready so and and to just to show how unsure i was you know how tentative i was um there was this there's this one guy who made the mistake of you know trying to ask me out kept calling tapos yung parang tumatawag siya sa akin parang parang tutupo tumatawag sa akin hindi pa niya ako nakikita <laughs> is, is he serious? it's like bakit pinibigyan ng atensyon hindi ko talaga mag-get <laughs> okay and then but I said oh merong merong side ko na how can you be sure that it's not for you if you have not tried? Okay. Yeah. I I asked him. So if we became boyfriend girlfriend, what are we doing? What what do we do? Ano ba nangyayari pag boyfriend girlfriend? Ko alam eh, di ba? So it's a question. Mm-hmm. At ang unang sagot niya sa akin, oh my god. This is really ano, hindi ko talaga makalimutan to. Sabi niya, ah, lalabas tayo, dancing, I'm like, oh, ano pa? Pag aalis ka, sasabihin mo sa akin, sabi ko, huh? 
Bakit? <laughs> Maalis nga ako, hindi ako nagsasabi sa nanay at tatay ko, sa'yo magsasabi. O, yung thought bubbles, di ba? It's like, why? <laughs> and then, if this this guy was asking so much of my time, how am I gonna spend time with the girls that I like to spend time with? Good question. I said, ah, wala. Hindi talaga. Talagang, no, 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 no. But I went as far as asking. And I also asked my teacher, I said, you know, there's this guy and he, parang niligawan niya ako. And part of me is saying, should I try it? Pero alam mo yung mm. teacher ko, she was really nice. She said, alam mo, if, if you're not sure, don't. If you think it's not for you, don't. Kasi, mm-hmm. kasi kawawa naman siya. Sabi ko, oh nga, kawawa naman siya. Imagine mo, so, if I said this. Yes. Diba kasi, diba? Yeah, but I suppose that is... Tapos parang, you know. How old were you? 16. 16. Sweet. Fresh from my summer course at John Robert Powers. Yes. Wow. <laughs> because my mother, my mother really struggled with me. Na parang, lahat tinapo na sa akin. Sige, mag John Robert Powers ka. So I had these classes on wardrobing, makeup, Sabi, hate na hate ko lang yung makeup talaga. Kasi parang, it, this one does not really relate. You know, it's like wardrobe. Yeah, fine. Um, nag-fashion show pa kami, ganyan. I like public speaking. But really, makeup, that's the totally most useless thing for me. Yeah, I think you even showed me a picture before. para nakalina kayo na nag-John Robert Powers ka. Oh, yes. Oh, I <laughs> yeah, was in the same, picture. same graduating class as Princess Punsalan. Yes. Classic kayo. Jeannie, Jeannie, I have a question for you. Because this sure. one, so let's go back to that line. Ano, na parang sabi mo, ah, pag nakita mo yung mga tombo na ganyan, yung mga tomboy, ay nagsasapatos ng ganyan hindi hindi ka ng sapatos ng ganyan did you uh, hmm. ever have a gang na lahat kayo tomboy na butch talaga in school ah and did you hang out with with a group like that no uh when i was in high school i was the only one tapos merong meron akong dalawang friends na hilaw you know i say hilaw hilaw hindi you know they're kind of butchy but they're really not like it's mm. similar to what Karin was saying earlier na parang not crossing the line because i already crossed the line in high school mm-hmm. okay i was sure about it tapos in college i had uh, a group of friends pero siguro 70% of them were were straight girls tapos there were two butches pero that was it Pero hindi yung ganon yung super big gang ng mga tomboy. Yeah, not same. because of, yeah, not because of choice, but because that was the environment that I was in. Um, I did. Ako ang gang ko kayong dalawa. Okay naman. <laughs> For sure. For sure. <laughs> Hands down. Oo. Ang astig ng gang ang, na to. <laughs> grabe. Ang, ang tawag sa akin nung, nung husband nung barkada ko ng high school butterfly daw ako because you know i had i had this barkada and we we stayed from together like from second year to fourth year sila talaga yung barkada ko and mm-hmm. we would eat lunch every day ganon and then we would right. see each other during the holidays in between school so but i had other friends na 
sila yung kasama ko pag uwi na. Pag gusto mo ng, you know, dumakalokohan things. Doon ako would hang out with with some tomboys. And ganyan. So, minsan meron akong afternoon in a week na sila yung kasama ko. And that's, mm-hmm. siguro, that's my way of, ah, okay, this is how it is. Ano, they like the flavor of it. May guts ka na ba to approach a girl and, you know, to be like that. So, yun, yun yung mga times na tinatanong ko. And I finished high school and wala talaga. But when mm-hmm. I started college, sabi ko, eto na, no excuses. Wala na ako sa all-girls school. Meron ng lalaki dyan. Siguro naman, alam mo na kung anong gusto mo. ba? Diba? <laughs> diba? Lord, ayoko na ng confusion. Diba? Five years old niya. Yeah, gusto ko na yung denim overalls and white shirt. Hindi na ako nagpistita. This is how I want to present myself. Mag-hesitate pa ba ako doon na next step na will, will I have a, a relationship with with a woman? Kasi doon naman siya papunta talaga. And in my first day of school, oh my God, it that question was answered. First day? Wow. First day. Okay. Third like, yes. subject. First day. Third subject. <laughs> the answer came, I fell from heaven. Yes. Yes. She went, okay, she so walked through the door because she mm-hmm. was my teacher. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> okay, okay. You have to tell us about this. <laughs> eh, yun na yun. And, and that became the one who sealed the deal. Yes. Oh, oh, eto na. No, no more. Uh, no, you know, uh, no denying it. This is the one that's going to get me across. Okay. But you mean to say, no high school, hindi ka nagkaroon ng on? Never. Never. Okay. So college, Never. talaga. First day of college. Okay. Oh, oh. And this teacher. Was she a lot older than you, or just a few years older than you? Not, not a lot older. Parang newly grad. How do you approach a teacher? You know, or did she approach you? I parang I she smelled you. <laughs> I didn't really, you know, until now, parang paano ko ba nagawa yun? From someone who was so hesitant to cross the line and almost willing to get on with a, you know, have a boyfriend, biglang nung nakita ko siya, sabi ko, sinundan ko na araw-araw kasi yung classroom namin, stalker ba? Nung panahon na yan, hindi pa yun ang tawag. Hindi pa stalker. Pero ngayon, stalker. Hindi. It was not stalking because um, I would walk with her. Para oh. kasi, and, so, her, her, her schedule was, tapos na yung klase namin, aakit na siya sa faculty room yung elevator papunta sa sa department nila nasa tapat ng mga marble steps na tambayan class namin. Okay. So may kita mo, aakit sa elevator, maya-maya, bababa ng elevator, uuwi na. Eh, ang tagal ng break namin. So, sasabayan ko maglakad. Diba? Yes. Hanggang sa makarating sa sakayan. Kala diba? ko hanggang makarating sa bahay. Oo nga eh. At, at some point, at some point, sumakay na rin ako ng jeep. Di ba? Okay. Kasi sasakay lang naman eh. Okay. Kasi madali lang yung round trip. Parang, oops, napasakay lang ako ng jeep. Ganon. Okay, so how long was it before? I mean, talaga yung major intentions known or or was she the first one? 
noticing, you know, how much attention you've been giving her. I'm sure she she noticed it. And if she did not like it, it would be easy for her to to make that known, di ba? Kaparamdam mm-hmm. mo naman sa isang tao na ano eh. So parang, okay, hindi ko nga alam kung inintay ko pa ba yung class card bago ko makawa yung phone number niya o nakuha. <laughs> Strategies talaga. Strategies. Style. Ang tagal na eh. Okay. So how long were you together? Um, quite long. Um, after graduation, I didn't go into a corporate job. I I went into teaching because I wanted to be with her. Pero oh. so matagal. The, so mine was a three-year degree. So all throughout the three years, we were together. And then another year more mm-hmm. until we separated. That was the first relationship. It so I was this this student who all would always hang out with teachers. Kasi teacher, So parang pinagchichismisan ng mga tao, ganun. So so she would get paranoid. People talk, right? Mm-hmm. And then sometimes she would say, "Wear a dress for me." And I said, "Why?" It's like Ako pa ba, 'di ba? Parang kahit si Jeannie, pasutin mo ng gown, parang matatago ba niya yun? Pagiging si Jeannie niya, hindi, diba? Hindi, no! That was a big issue kasi parang, ano ba, tagal na natin, hindi ka pa rin komportable dun sa, yun nga, wala, pag-uusapan eh, yun talaga eh. Was it also diba? posing a problem for her at work? Was that that the reason, ganon? Hindi naman eh, I didn't, okay. I didn't feel that that it was. Pero she was diba? Kasi free thinkers eh. Nandun tayo uh-huh. sa humanities yan eh. Lalo naman uh-huh. yung sa college, sa college ko, which is College of Science, diba? Uh-huh. And, and, and thanks to her, you know, I got to read and learn about, you know, very theoretical, uh, feminism, ganyan, all of those things, which I think was very good for me um, moving forward. Uh-huh. You know? Kasi parang, so no, 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 that our relationship is going to mimic the male and female, you know. Mm-hmm. So I knew about stereotypes. Yung mga ganyang bagay na an ordinary math major wouldn't learn. Mm-hmm. Natutunan ko because, you know, I was I was um, in a relationship with, with this woman. When you said that um, when you were growing up, it was all adults that you hung out with, you know, when your parents would bring you and then you're the only child on this big cold trip. I cannot, I can't help but also see like you know, a similarity in your situation, in your first relationship where you hung out with professors and you being a student. Mm, yeah. And yet the challenges and the reactions were different. Mm. You know, from friends to to colleagues of your um, of your partner. So she wasn't out then? I don't think, you know, she was ever out. And I okay. think this is this is something that I would see in my relationships. Because I would have relationships with with women who were not out, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. of course, when when you're in that relationship, okay lang. Mm-hmm. But after being in a series of them, and you know, when you're fifty years old, mm-hmm. you would just realize na ah, eto pala yung impact sa akin ng being in a relationship for so long with people who were not out. Mm-hmm. who were people who were not sure about their gender definition. Kasi sabihin mm-hmm. nila, 
I'm in a relationship with you because I love you. I love who you are. Mm-hmm. Pero kulang yung I love you because you're a woman and I'm a woman too. Mm-hmm. And that is who mm-hmm. I am. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I choose you because you're a woman who presents herself in this way. Mm-hmm. 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 So parang kung titignan ko yung string of relationship na, na napagdaanan ko, minority pala ang nakarelasyon ko na gano'n. Laging yung ah, mahal kita kasi ikaw yan. Okay. Diba? Pero ano yun? Ano pala yun? Um, senyales pala yun na hindi siya out. At, <laughs> code at, pala yun. Code. At, at saka na yung, yung ano na baka in the end straight pala siya. Yung gano'n, di ba? <laughs> Hello. Diba? Red flag para, red flag. <laughs> Ayun parang ganun. Antagalin niyo na, parang hey, that's that's a, a very recent learning curve. First relationship, how was the first breakup? I mean, in general, um out of the frying pan into the fire. Elucidate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Talo na tayo sa next. Okay, go. Move on, move on. There's this girl who I was going out with. And ano na to eh, I was already a teacher. And this one was a student. So parang, uy, minimimik ko naman yung ano ko. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> the shoe is on the other foot. Uh-oh. Correct. <laughs> Which I knew was wrong. Doon ka na nga galing, tapos gusto mo paulitin. <laughs> Iba naman switch, switch roles naman daw. So, oh, baka naman I would understand. But okay. anyway... <laughs> Tapos parang eh, merong drama. So parang nag-walk out sa bahay natin. My mom, who saw it, the, the outburst. Uh-huh. So hinabol ko, tapos uh, I brought her home. Tapos pagbalik ko sa bahay, sabi ng mami ko, parang masyadong bata yung kaibigan mo para sa sa'yo. <laughs> How diplomatic, ha? Huh? Oo. <laughs> With a wag of the finger, parang masyadong bata yan. Yeah. And what did you say? Noted. Anong gagawa ko? Bata naman talaga. Right. And she she acted quite, you know, irrationally in front of my mother. So, like... Now that you've, we're starting to talk about relationships, you know, and um, of course... Um, Well, tell me if I cannot say this, but there was a point in our lives, <laughs> the three of us as friends, that you know we went through some pretty interesting. <laughs> Ida is shaking her head and her hand. The three of us. Kasama ba si Ida don o tayong dalawa lah? Oh my God! Meron din siya. I remember there was this there was this scene, um, and Ida was trying to refresh some parts of that because I forgot some of the parts. But I do remember. Sitting in your, uh, or sitting there around your dining table, the three of us, and we were all like, "Ano tayo? Walwal? What's the term now? Parang bang tayo So wasted in a sense, no? From all this emotional upheaval and turmoil, and Ida goes, "Pwede ba?" She told the two of us, "Kasi nakagitna siya. Pwede ba? Isa-isa lang ang crisis. Let us take turns." 
Because you cannot be doing all of this all at the same time. <laughs> Hindi sabay-sabay. Huwag sabay-sabay. Oh, I should ask some other details. But anyway, what I was trying to say is, in the course of us growing up, and I suppose for other lesbians as well, totoo yung sinasabi mo. I appreciate you saying that na sometimes there is, uh, parang you know that there is something, pero you're not, quite understanding it or you're not ready to cross the threshold and that um, we are also bound in the relationships with some people think that parang, if I find another woman that's it diba? Parang it's gonna be roses and it's just going to be happy because I will not be bothered by the problems that heterosexual uh, couples experience like si Ida when I interviewed her when she was on the program she said something like that like, you cannot compare and you should not compare you know um, woman-to-woman relationship with a um, male-female relationship. But at the same time, that is not to say that the problems that you have with a male relationship will not manifest because okay. patriarchy can also manifest in, in, in these ways. No? Pero what were some of the things that you felt like in these relationships that may have been difficult or challenging? What are some of the things that you learned from it? It helps to, to look at the future. Diba? Na parang, mm-hmm. yes. Like, like okay. let's paint a picture of the future state. Okay. Right? When when these things will will no longer matter. Diba? There will be a point wherein, oh, we're in this state. And, you know, when we wake in the morning, we'll just take a morning walk, have our coffee, and enjoy the surroundings. And, and that's going to be our life. So, ganun. it It helps to have that, that goal. Diba? While like working that. through the current state. Yes, yeah. I like that. I um, it it really falls, you know, um, planning really is a big thing. Whether for whatever it is, but planning ahead is really mm-hmm. important. Yeah, because I think it also prepares you. I mean, of course, if if you have a goal and if you have a plan, then uh, you'd have steps to get to that point. And you see things along the way that you need to adjust. If it doesn't work, then, you know, probably have to shift or to change mm-hmm. to be able to reach that goal. Mm-hmm. Siguro, what I will only add to that is that um, because people change, <laughs> sometimes you have to ask each other, are, are these still our goals? Are you still with me? Mm-hmm. Are we still on the same yes. page? Because for all you know, you're still working on that goal and this person is like completely yeah. <laughs> flying off in another direction. Yeah, yeah so. that's true. Oh, and Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You have to yeah. uh, continuously validate and revalidate these, these plans and, and, you know, future future state views. Corinne, you've... Um, You've had several careers. You've been in the corporate world. You were an academic. Do you think that it's more difficult being lesbian in the academic world compared to uh, corporate world, private sector? I think it's easier to, to be a lesbian in the academe because when you enter a room and you know, you're the teacher, you're on the lectern, you're the boss. It's like, yes, at the end of the day, I am going to sign the class card. Right. But, but that is the, the inherent power. Even if you're a new instructor, fresh out of college, you know, you know, you know dynamics, mm-hmm. right? So you're in no position to be discriminated. One of the things that happened to me in academia is 
I had uh, an administrator who was very conservative and mm-hmm. she would always look out for me and see if I was wearing a skirt. And she was okay. very, she was very uh, vocal about telling telling my um, vice chair that if she refuses to wear skirts and dresses, do not give her teaching load. Wow. Wow. Yes. Okay. Yes. And so when I'm not wearing a skirt, so I did wear skirts, right? Oh, okay. Um, I would hide from her. When I see her from afar, oh no, it's her. So magtatakbo na ako kasi nakapantalon ako that day. Mm-hmm. But what, what, what was the effect of this in my teaching? Mm-hmm. I realized that when I was wearing things that I was not comfortable in, my, my teaching evaluations were so bad. Diba? Nandun ako sa S, ganyan, mambaba. And then when I, you know, when I came out, uh, mm-hmm. I, I had this relationship and this person was out. You know, okay. we were out in the university. And, you know, we were happy. And I was happy. And I, I just wore whatever I wanted. And, you know, she had no issues about it. I felt I, that I looked good. And my teaching evaluations got better. I was more confident. Oh, oh, talaga. Uh, I became more passionate about my teaching uh, because I was not looking inward. Yeah. Because Express I can now ka. look outward because yeah. I don't care because I'm comfortable. Unlike before mm-hmm. now. Oh, if, the, if she sees me, she won't give me teaching load next term. Diba? But what I learned though, it's like, also, and this is looking at my career, mm-hmm. um, I was also scared about being denied a spot in the world mm-hmm. because I was, I was a lesbian. So mm-hmm. deliberately, I made myself skilled. You know, parang, oh, I, I, I can't stop having a master's degree. I must have a PhD. And in this mm-hmm. field, because no one has it, I have to have something that no one else has so that I will have a spot in the sun. But isn't that so unfair? Because someone who is not gay will not feel that. Will will say, I have a space in the world. I just have to do my best. Yeah. Yeah. But someone like me, I had to write a dissertation. I had to write a paper that could win me an award. You know. Which did. <laughs> yes. Worldwide. But did I I just realized that I tried so hard so that yeah. the world will say, okay, you're good enough to have a spot. Wow, that's really deep. Yeah. But when you say it that way, it is unfair. Yeah. It's as unfair as Asking somebody, are you gay? Because you never ask random people, are you straight? You know what I mean? It's, and, and not every person feels the same way about it. Like, um, maybe because I've known Corrine for, for quite a long time. And I, I, I know the stories that she's telling. I, you know, I can see her. We, you know, I was kind of there. But it's the first time that I'm appreciating the motivation 
part of the motivation behind it. I would make fun of it, like, oh my God, you won an award, but what is Bayesian? You know, it sounds like a Polynesian <laughs> dance thing. But no, it was a worldwide thing. Remember that? Yeah, it was a worldwide thing, you know, but yeah. Bayesian, Bayesian, I don't know, but I was very proud. Mm-hmm. But now, um, I'm very glad also to be here because then, you know, Korean stories now are progressing into the time frame where you and I, Jeannie, you know, we were there. And mm-hmm. again, I will say it has given me a different appreciation of your journey. Yeah. You know? And and when, when I was there, I didn't know that it was yeah. that. Yeah. 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 And you just had to go through life and, you know, why? how did I become this? Yeah. You know, did I really want to be this? Was the yeah. alternative, you know, there was a time my my mother would say, oh, we can now sell our store in Cash and Carry because finally Corinne has a full-time job. And my fear was that, am I a person who could never get a full-time job and will always be given an allowance by my parents? Pero parang sumobra naman yata. You're just so afraid because you see so many examples of, mm. of gays and lesbians who are like that, you know, mm. who come from privilege mm-hmm. but never really put themselves out there mm-hmm. just because they don't see that there's a spot for them just because they're, they're gay. Mm-hmm. Parang, it, when I graduated from college, I look at the classified ads and I said, they're all looking for pleasing personality. Mm-hmm. Five, four. Um, <laughs> tapos pag tinignan mo, when you enter these companies, meron palang dress code. Must wear two-inch heels, stockings, makeup. And I said, what? Sabi ko, paano na? Mm-hmm. I could never have a place. At least in the university, they didn't have that. Mm-hmm. So parang I thought, okay. Oh, okay. School was safe. So, Corinne, earlier you were saying something about yung, um, finding a job. No? Mm-hmm. So, and you had to have a pleasing personality, two inch heels. I know that exactly. Inabutan ko rin yun because I would apply wearing a tie. Wala naman akong pakialam on my part. Pag sinabi business attire, this is my business attire. So, I'd go, of course, I didn't get a job. But uh, what, what, is, what was it like for you after graduation? And uh, how did you deal with that kind of you know, uh, ads. Okay, so aside from the fact that my course is not listed in, you know, in this job, you know, job ads, they're always looking for, oh, graduate of marketing, um, economics, accounting. So parang sino bang naghahanap ng graduate ng applied math in that day and age, right? Um, but so that difficult course and of course, my my you know, actually fear of, of actually walking up and, and applying for a job. Um, yeah, I, I, I was afraid that I would be on an allowance for, from my mother and I would just drive her around us wherever she goes. Mm-hmm. Tapos, I remember also that they would try to help me. They would say, oh, your dad knows this person in this company. Do you want him to set up an interview? So parang ganon. I, I would mm-hmm. probably go to an interview, but it you know it's not from an application that I would submit myself. But 
ah, kaibigan kasi to ng, ng daddy ko. Parang gano'n. Na nakakahiya din, di ba? Who wants... I don't want to be to, to be hard under those, you know, conditions. Terms. Yeah. Yeah. Nakakahiya. So, so fortunately, um, you know, I, I, I got a spot in, in the department and then, you know, to have a better chance of getting a full-time job, I just took my master's degree. Mm-hmm. And, and then after the master's degree, of course, what's the next? Uh, if you're in that field, you have to get a PhD. Yeah. So, and how many are you with the PhD statistics? <laughs> at that time, <laughs> at that time not, not a lot. One in a million, I guess. One, <laughs> One in a million think, people. I think you were saying that there were like only seven people in the Philippines at that time that you naman that. seven. Oh, 15. Uh, maybe when maybe when I graduated. Probably. When you graduated, you know, you're hmm. from your PhD. Yeah. Uh, I remember you telling me na parang you found it funny because you had to fly in your advisor because the other people yes. couldn't understand what you were talking about. It's <laughs> so yes. only you and him. Actually, that's the, that was the most difficult part, you know, finding finding a topic. Because when you write a dissertation, it has to be an original idea. Yeah. And who's to say what's original and what's not? Diba? Yeah, right. From that little, you know, little snippet of Corrine, you know, wanting to have a space in the sun and stuff like that. And it, it made me reflect that I used to really think that, for example, me, I used to think of myself as a gay person that has not gone through a lot of discrimination. So you can say you have a group of gay people or let's just say lesbians with privilege and those that experience discrimination daily from left center. But that is wrong because discrimination takes different forms, different levels, different strands, different textures. And it hits you. And um, again, because it is discrimination, it's up to us really to call it that then. Now, why am I like pushing myself? So in a way, weight on us or parang on us and sometimes we navigate through it and sometimes we don't like if Corinne said that hindi niya na realize recently recently lang na ganito pala but the weight was there already right yeah? and sometimes it's that weight that affects you yun yung difficult I suppose that there's a weight on you but you don't know it because you've been living it mm-hmm. living yeah. with it for the longest time yes yeah, diba? yeah. that's right Mm-hmm. Um, one of one of the things also in you know in in looking back and this is what lockdown gives me. No? So it's really the pause. Um, it it really gives you time to think about um what what happened to you in your life. So um, I was looking at my first years in corporate when I was just I was just committed to being someone in that space. You know? someone gave me a spot. I would give everything that I've got. Mm-hmm. Um, I, after six years, I asked myself, I don't even feel like I'm LGBT. Mm. And how did that make you I, I lost it. You know, I lost it. Na parang, I, don't, I don't care about those pride marches anymore. I don't even go to them um, because I was just so involved in my work. Mm. And in, in, you know, just being that person. 
and and I didn't realize that you know I was totally disconnected. I was in a relationship with with someone who was closeted, mm. so parang would not go to these events with me. Mm. Um, and you know I went on other hobbies. Wala, I I got disconnected from from that part of myself, and mm-hmm. I didn't realize it it could happen. Wow. And then wow. how do you go back? And then I'm, you know, I I met someone who who wanted to be out, who chose me, asked me, as how I present myself with this gender, and that sort of reawakened me. Okay. Did you have wow. any my gender? Yeah, but between the you lost it and the awakening. Did you have any transition pains towards the awakening? No, it was actually pleasant. Yung parang coming out of the dark. It was coming out of the dark. Na parang, oh, this was what I was missing the whole time. Because this was also a time that I wasn't seeing you, my friends, diba? You're not in the country. Jimmy was in her restaurant in, in Taha, Taal. We, you know, all of these friends we made from FNLRC, where were they? Diba? We, we, we were probably in, in those stages in our lives as well. Yeah, uh, trying to find your place also. We, we were in our 40s, right? So, kung pupukpuka, you do it when you're 40. Yeah. True, true. It's, um, it brings very... Um, fond memories when you mentioned FNLRC, the first national lesbian rights conference. conference. That is where we really um, got to know each other, I think. And then for some reason, because there was a lot of us. Now, hindi lang naman tayo, apat or lima or anim. There was a lot of us. But for some reason, ako, I'm speaking about myself, nag-gravitate lang ako towards you and, you know, nag-gravitate. So, Parang FNLRC brings a lot of nice memories when you when you say that. And you're right. Um, the fact that it brings very nice memories where I saw Korean dress up as Louise or something. Right? Yeah, dressed, yes. You saw Korean dress up as what? Tell me tell me <laughs> tell me Louise. Yes. Have a picture of Louise. <laughs> yeah. And and skirt. Okay. With the car, with the car. Yes, with the cutout. So it was just, and even then we were acquaintances at best, you know? We were acquaintances. You were there in another city and stuff like that. But when you, it's very stark for me that, you know, there are, there are moments where you know that this person is going to be a part of your life, you know, for a long time. And then when you got into a stump, and you cannot get over that little stump because it's, you know, connections are really, really, really important. That's my, that's my thing. Like, oh, because as you say, we were all over the place except for, oh, like I had surgery and Jeannie showed up in Cebu or, you know, we drove through Harlem in New York and we were going crazy because the, <laughs> the signs, you know, the crossing signs. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And Afro. So, you know the crossing signs, Jeannie? Like uh-huh. a mother holding a child? 
his mother had an afro and the child had an afro and we were lost in New York and we nearly got into an accident on some bridge took the wrong in Jersey and, yeah. and then we saw this so you know these things and yeah when it was minus 10 Fahrenheit my god <laughs> Worst, worst guests. <laughs> yeah, but but you said yes. We drove from Massachusetts to New Jersey to New York. to drop But I can never really forget that sign, that crossing sign, that had a, an Afro mother and an Afro. And that's like, where are we? And we were in Harlem. So these are the very light moments, you know, and. Parang ako, I know na, yeah, in my moment, like, it's easier now at home and I can call you anytime. But before, it was hard to be, you know, to remain connected for a sustainable, like, period of time. Yeah. But I think, Ida, parang recently we had a conversation and you said something that really struck me. And you said that uh, you asked me, Iba, when did you realize that, you know, we were going to be friends? Not, no, that that we can be really friends, and uh, uh, I think we can ask Corinne that as well. But um, was there a point that you felt like, okay, these people can be my friends? You know, yeah. I I may not see them for five, six years. I just talk to them, gonna. But you know, they're just people that, parang when you see them, you can just you know pick up and just yeah. say what it is that you need to say without having to be tentative about it. Eh? Do you Uh-oh. feel that way? <laughs> yeah, the, the two of you, you're, 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 you know, two people who I can say, we can just pick up where we left off as if, you know, 10 years did not pass uh, since the last time we, we got together. And we could share the same stories and still relate and just feel that we know one another. I, I know the two of you, you know, had the best times with me. It's like even during the oh my god, go. Ito nga yung best, eh. The best are the worst. It's like you know <laughs> when I found myself abandoned in, in the at four thirty in the morning. Yeah, sa banqueta <laughs> ano timog outside the billiard hall and. I said, Ida, she left me. It's like, she just left me. It's like, I followed her the whole night and all of a sudden, bam! She left, she leaves me and then she, Ida in her, in her mini SUV picks me up and then we go to her apartment. Anong ginawa ako doon? Naghugas ako ng pinggan. <laughs> and she called me up. She called me up to tell me, si Corinne nandito, ha? You know, and, it's quite hey, and, and there were times like we were we would be in your condo and then you'd get this call and then you'd be so comfortable leaving me in your condo because you will be out going somewhere else. Para, oh, alis ako. Okay. It was so, you know, yeah. yun din yung moment. And then it, for me, yung moment okay, Corinne was that oh, I would travel to the US with smuggled parts of motorcycles and it's just like any other motorcycle but it best for part so where'd you get that ano fuck ko oh dala ko sa x-ray ganyan pagdating dun oh parts na motorcycle ganon like but yeah. without discussion like you know oh ano may part ko padala oh sige pagdating ah okay yung iba ah okay jacket okay lang yung 
ano to? I can't even identify it, you know? Sige, saksak mo lang. No, nothing. Oo. So, I discovered the states. Kita kayo, ganyan. Oh, bigay mo lang. Nag-smuggle na ako na. And, and I know, I, I remember Jeannie, Jeannie from my condo in Malate. Or in Pasay. Pasay. We went, we went to this, we went to a gathering in Quezon City. So, malayo yun sa Timog yata. Where the... Alam ko to. Alam ko to. <laughs> And we were going to meet a group of, you know, attractive girls. Tapos sabi ko, alika na, sakay ka na sa, sa ano, sa scooter ko. Ito sa... <laughs> 50cc. 50cc na yung school. Sumasang pa ko sa mga offline over. Biro ba yung sasakay namin? Tapos sabi ko, Jeannie, huwag ka na mag-helmet kasi magugulo po <laughs> True. May dalaw siya lang sabi niya, huwag ka na mag-helmet, magugulo yung gel ko. <laughs> kasi diba, Jeannie, hindi ka marunong sumakay ng motor. Oo. Oh, tapos she didn't tell me it was years and years after when she told me na parang, ay, nako, Jeannie, is the heaviest pillion in the world. Kasi, he never told me, I, I never, never ridden a motorbike na kailangan pala When she swerves left, I have to swerve with her. I, I would always swerve in the step, the opposite direction because I didn't know. Biro mo, mula Pasay hanggang Quezon City, nakamotor kami, hirap na hirap siya. Tapos, tiniis niya. <laughs> she didn't tell me until years after. And I'm so sorry. I, I made it so hard. Tisingit pa yan, ha? Nasa Taft Avenue kami, galing kami ng Lasal or wherever, di ba? I don't know where we were going. We were along Taft. Ito, kumakasingit sa pagitan ng mga truck. I was holding to the, you know, the other trucks. Truck. Like, oh my God, sabi ko, baka matanggalan ako ng tuhod or something. <laughs> But you know, those are great times. And I never complain. I'm only saying it now also. <laughs> like, got so scared riding that bike. Pero And those I were think, my early years when I was yeah. even less aggressive. Yes. Okay, oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. So you're in yeah. a good place. You're in a good place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, a, I'm in a good place. Yeah. Hmm. I'm, I'm looking forward to where you are now. Adjusting to retirement. Oh, God, it's so busy. <laughs> <laughs> As you may know by now, she's very yes. busy retiring. Yes. Oh, <laughs> busy retiring. But, yeah. oh. <laughs> like, I hope that, you know, this is another, let's just say, this is a modified format of the podcast. And, and I hope the listeners would really enjoy it because mm. aside from really pouring um, insights, um, what they will get to is... Um, I hope what they get is um, connections between people that stay mm-hmm. in spite and despite. Mm-hmm. And maybe in our struggle to be heard, to be seen, to not be invisible, maybe we might forget connections every now and then. Yeah. You know, So it can be done. That's a very good point. I just want to go back to what you said earlier, Karina, yung parang... Uh, you kind of lost yourself there because you were working and trying to be, you know, the best person you can be for that for that job. And I've heard it so many times, and it's one of the motivations also before why would we would have like small parties, because people and uh, the term that I used there was like kinain ka na ng sistema. 
you know, mm-hmm. you were swallowed by the system. And then I I get mail or something. Parang Jeannie organized something naman because you know I don't know how it is to be lesbian anymore. Exactly those mm-hmm. words. Or I I need to see other lesbians because it's been such a long time, and I just want to to feel that energy. I mean. Some people tell me, I'm not even looking for a partner, but I just want to be around that energy to feel that because that's who I am. So mm. I suppose parang the closest probably for non-lesbian listeners to relate with is that when you're a Filipino and you're living abroad and you're the only brown person there, then mm. you just want at some point you just want to connect or just want to hear the sound of Tagalog mm. or Visayan or whatever mm. it is. Maybe it's akin to that. You know, yeah, it yeah. just it just brings you home. It brings you inside, and it brings you, parang uh, visibility. Now, when you look in the mirror, you see yourself. You see someone else staring at you that you recognize. Using that analogy, like when 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 you're in a foreign country and you know there are not a lot of Filipinos, but when you move to that foreign country, um, you don't look for it, diba? Mm-hmm. Ako, when when I moved here, we weren't cooking Filipino food. It probably mm-hmm. took a year before I started cooking Filipino food. And mm-hmm. I think, kaya nangyayari na nilalamo ka ng sistema eh. It's mm-hmm. also fun. It's also engaging to mm-hmm. be in that grind. Mm-hmm. Lalo na if you're really performing. Mm-hmm. And, and people won't mind, oh, well, you know, she, she's, she's a lesbian. She looks like one. Mm-hmm. But she... So what? Pero dito na nga nawawala yung pagiging inclusive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's like whatever you are, you know, you belong here because you contribute. Parang ganun eh. Mm-hmm. You, you, you know, it's like robots na kayo. And, and you, you want to be in a space wherein you can bring your best self because you can be who you are when you enter this workplace. And you, you can present yourself in a way that you want. So you don't lose it. So you don't sell mm-hmm. out, but mm-hmm. still, you know, Dependent. still yeah. you perform. Yeah. So that's 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 what inclusion is now, which is a very strong idea for me. Yeah, it is. Just like that. And I suppose it may take a little time for people to be able to wrap their heads around it, especially if you've, you know, defined it in a, in another way or have different ideas about it in, in the way that it is now being actualized, you know, so to speak. Okay. Um, I probably, I, I don't know if either, but I have one more question or would you like, would you have another question? No, go I, ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. First. Just one dream. Um, some people's journeys may have been different from from yours for every journey has been different but for someone for example in the cusp of be of being 50 or in their 50s and i'm still probably struggling with some of the things that you have been able to break out from and who probably feel na parang i baka it's too late or I'm already 50, or I'm almost near 50. Is there something that you can tell them that probably they can, you know, use? One, one of the, the ideas I have in my head, and, you know, in, in the perspective of having all of these relationships, um, before this current one, I was preparing myself for a life of being alone. Now, mm-hmm. I will 
Mag-iipon ako. I'll be financially stable. I will grow old. And I will grow old in luxury. Parang ganon. But not giving, you know, parang almost hopeless na na, ah, I'm probably not going to be with someone. Diba? And, and people who have gone from one relationship to another, being with someone who is closeted, not closeted, um, all of these failures, at some point, we just say, ginabahala na. I just, you know, prepare for my old age and be prepared to go at it alone. It's fine to have that, but give yourself that opening. Diba? Now, come on, you know, someone could be out there and, you know, and it's never too late. Yeah. Maybe your former teacher, something like that. <laughs> Parang ganun. Parang Why not? kilala ko, di ba? Madami nangyayari sa mga reunion. Di ba? <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I yes. have uh, heard a lot Many of stories. Many things about... are rekindled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mga reunion na yan. <laughs> oh my God. Oh na mga my exclusive God. school 1A. <laughs> 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 blind item, but anyway, yeah, that's that's really um, important because sometimes uh, when you get older, you feel like everything is closing, but you're still mm-hmm. alive. You have to remember that yeah. you're alive. You know, even like when it just talks about you know moving to another phase uh, of retirement, it's still a new chapter. It's still an opening. It's yeah. still new. So it's not a closing. It's just a different phase from you know mm-hmm. what. We how we used to do things when we were younger, diba? Mm-hmm. The 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 context is different, but nevertheless, it's it's still engaging, exciting, and there are things now that probably we do that we wouldn't have done when we were younger because we were too shy or we were overthinking things. Mm-hmm. But now it just you know, sabi nga, um when we uh, I was talking to someone about you know shaving my hair and said. Some people may say na para ay kung kailan ka pa tumanda at saka ka pa nagpakalbo. But no, actually she said, this is the perfect time to go bald because who cares? You don't have to ask your parents. You're not Correct. responsible to anyone. Just mm-hmm. go ahead and do it. And that's so liberating. Mm-hmm. Ida, you want to add something? Um, I think I've, you know, I've asked Karin, you know, the questions I wanted her to elucidate answers to and I've gotten insights to on you know, the various stages of her lives that you and I saw her go through, but we didn't really realize that she was motivated by certain things, you know, from a deeply personal, even, you know, sexuality defined level. So I'm just, it's just such a privilege that um, I'm in this episode as well. Mm. And that Corinne said yes to me being in this episode. <laughs> there was and no other way to have had this episode without you. <laughs> thank you, Jimmy, um, for you know sending me all of these questions because it's because... <laughs> so many. Maybe... She was complaining so many. <laughs> yeah, but no, Jimmy. Wait, hang on. Maybe she has notes that she has not really um expressed yet. So no, no, no. No, all the no, notes but... gone. Mm-hmm. It just allowed me to put together all of these things that, you know, there are so many things that I have just taken for granted because I was too busy living my life and being in the grind. And, and when you 
you know, are asked to speak about their life, then you're forced to, you know, reflect yeah. and be introspective and, and, you know, all of these things. Now, these, this, these are the things that I've learned. And yeah, and I'm very happy to share with you and, you and know, the have millions. this conversation with friends. Yeah. That's, that's really wonderful. Yeah, or mil- no, not it twenty five thousand lang yun, millions now. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, let's channel it. Let's channel it. Yeah, but okay. um, I also want to tell your listeners that we don't really talk this way among you know when we're not on the podcast. <laughs> okay, that, you know, truly, oh, truly, it's like this. And Corinne missed this because we were in a dance thing. You know, and Jeannie left early, and I was left there in that bar, and there was a. You know, may suntukan kasi yung isang tomboy. Sinabihan niya yung isang tomboy. Bakit tinitingnan mo yung, you know, jowa ko? Yes. Tapos di, nagsapakan sila. And ako, ang reaction ko was to call Jeannie back so we could witness what was happening inside. Tapos, nasara kami ng barangay. Because after Jeannie came back in, nagsara ang barangay to investigate. <laughs> Oh, but we ne- we will not intellectualize that or we will not theorize these things. It is what it is. Diba? Tapos, nakakatako, ay, ay, tika muna, bakit ito mga tayo? Baka magasgas tayo. Ang skin. Skin, ang skin. Pero ito, Ginny, nasan ka? Balik ka, balik ka, sila nasuntukan. <laughs> Balik din naman siya. Tapos nandun pa kami sa harapan-harapan. Ano ba yan? Oh my God. <laughs> Wala kaming ano for, you know, parang safety, security. Wala. And these are also the places na sasabihin ko, ay alam mo yung girl na yun, tinanong niya ako, anong drink mo? Sabi ko, diet ko. Hindi na siya bumalik. Tapos, ewan ko, it was, I think it was Ginny or one said, hala, hindi ka binalikan. Sabi ko, oh, weird nga eh. Hindi ka niya gusto kasi hindi siya bumalik. <laughs> <laughs> These are the faces, but we will not theorize that, and we will not intellectualize that. This is yeah, this is uh, very refreshing, actually, and you know, it just goes to show that no matter how long you've been friends, there's always something new to learn from right. each other. You know, if you talk long enough, but it really, it was a it was a pleasure, Green. We haven't spoken for a long time, but as I said uh, at some point in the program, na you know you're you're one of my friends, na and and Ida, of course, that you can just pick up, you know, where we left off. You may have disagreements. You can tell each other straight to our faces. You know, if I think you're, you know, you're not doing something right or what, and you know, we know that it doesn't come from a from a place of malice, but from a place of honesty. And, you know, just and, and if these are the things that you can tell each other, you know, not just the good things, but also the difficult things, then I suppose that that seals the friendship. Yes. So, yeah. thank you so Oy. much again. Daming maingit sa atin yan. Uh-oh. Oh, we want to be like them. Yes. Who do you want to be? You want to be Kalina? You want to be Jeannie? Or Ida here? Yes. Door Who one, do door two, be? door three. <laughs> okay. Never a dull moment with the two of you. Thank you so much, Ida, right. first for um, co-hosting and of course, Doreen. Thank you oh, and thank good luck. Thank- and I know at some point you'll see each other again. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. 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 Thank you. Bye-bye. On paper, Corinne could have you fooled. 
She went to the best schools, had a privileged upbringing, and held leadership positions from the time she graduated. She had it easy, one might think. But the thing is, nothing on paper tells the story of how she got there. Accomplishment is sometimes dismissed in a strange kind of way instead of being celebrated when you're LGBT identified but come from a privileged background. When we say, she's privileged, it comes with assumptions. Could at times be also a judgment or like the sweep of a dismissive hand without any effort to know someone's journey. Surely we all know how it is to be defined by one facet of our personhood. It's not a competition of who had it harder, because pain is personal and all struggles are real. Her years of fighting for the right to wear what she wanted is something many butch or masculine presenting women can relate to. Our former guest, Nessa Rodriguez, had a similar dilemma. The denim overalls and white shirt was the armor that Corinne found to mark herself and announce her tribe. Her way to be found so she does not get lost. But the armor continued to be challenged from threats of Christmas gifts being withheld to the serious risk of not being given a teaching load. The consequences of being stripped of her armor, nay, her second skin, were deeply personal. It made one vulnerable. Crossing the line, or in Corinne's case, jumping into the jeep to finally be with a woman was the first of her many steps to find acknowledgement and validation. As she said, she wanted to be loved as a woman, as a woman who presented herself in her own way, not to be told that she was loved and that she just happened to be a woman, conveniently turning a blind eye on what's obviously a significant aspect of her totality. And as Karin half jested, baka straight pala siya, good pala yun. Scared of being denied a space in the world, Corinne deliberate, deliberately willed herself to achieve the highest academic achievement, a PhD. And as she said, I have to have something that no one else has so that I could have a spot under the sun. But isn't that so unfair? Because someone who isn't gay will not feel that. They know that they have a space in the world. But for me, I had to write a dissertation. I had to write a paper that would win me an award. I realized I tried so hard so that the world would say, okay, you're good enough to have a spot. Corinne also shared her observation about the insidious nature of internalized homophobia, how she saw many lesbians who came from privilege but never really put themselves out there just because they saw that there was no spot for them. And even her own parents unwittingly validated this thinking when they expressed relief that they can finally sell their fruit store because Karin now had a full-time job at the university. And while parents mean well, this deeply ingrained perception about the impossibility of masculine presenting lesbians from being employed was at the core of this widely, quote-unquote, accepted truth. And for a while, she herself mulled the possibility of a life just driving her mother around and receiving an allowance. As Ida, our co-host also added, Corinne felt the weight of discrimination without even knowing it. it had been bearing down on her all this time. Working as an executive here and abroad has given Corinne new perspectives about the concept of genuine LGBTQI plus inclusivity. 
early in her corporate career, she immersed herself into her work. The fact that she was being employed for her expertise and that the company was willing to quote-unquote forget the fact that she was lesbian was not lost on her. And while her name and image was up there on the company wall for all to see that a masculine presenting woman was a key executive, there was no space or venue to be that part of herself, to tell her stories or communicate the significance of it all. Actually, for a time, she said that she forgot what it was like to be a lesbian. She felt disconnected and even got to the point when she didn't even care for the pride marches she used to attend or the campaigns she used to support. I guess when a whole environment tries to erase or refuse to reflect back your image, then you stop saying it too. Beyond non-discrimination, what's being asked for now is inclusion. A very big deal I learned in Australia, she says. Initiatives are needed to make it happen. It's not enough to just not discriminate, but to have spaces where anyone, whatever their sexuality or orientation, would be able to share their stories as openly as anyone else. Perhaps the Philippines is still a good distance away from that, but it helps to look to the future, whether it is about our personal lives or career. Looking at the future, we want helps us cross to that next goal. Karin has made history by having broken three ceilings in her corporate career thus far. The glass ceiling for being a woman, the bamboo ceiling for being Asian, and the rainbow ceiling for being a lesbian. Perhaps we can add that she has also broken the myth that as a woman, you have to wear skirts to succeed in a patriarchal world. Denim overalls, and white shirts work just as well. I hope you enjoyed today's narratives. I invite you to join me and our guests in our next episodes. If you want to hear someone or you yourself would like to share your story, just drop me a line. I'm all for your suggestions, questions, and jokes. It will be really great to hear a few jokes. Think of this as our private conversation with other lesbians and women-loving women. A place in time, to hear ourselves and in these stories that resonate with our own experience, maybe find that perfect word to describe a feeling, a memory, or something lost but now found. Let's find inspiration, courage, humor, ideas and insight, and be amazed by our lesbian diversity, wit, and power. For the latest, please follow Narratives on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Leave voice messages on anchor.fm and email me at narrativesthepodcast at yahoo.com. So, this is all for now. Ginny Villar here, thanking you for listening. Join us again next time. There's always a place for you at the table. Expect nothing, learn everything. Here at Narratives, our lesbian stories. Stay safe!